Let's just that use that. <laughs> they just don't give you very good score credit. I don't think so. Brought to you from an undisclosed location, your host, Chris Laws. My favorite phrase ever uttered in the history of magic, swing with a million twirls. <laughs> and Chris Kennedy. Right. This guy over here has a fire to block with, but he killed my soulmate. And now, it's time to run the gauntlet. All right, hello and welcome to Running the Gauntlet. I'm your host, Chris Walls, and with me, my partner in crime, Chris Kennedy. What's going on? All right, first of all, we're going to introduce introduce ourselves, introduce the podcast. Um, we both hail from Top Point, North Carolina, and we're pretty good players. I mean... Not the best, but... We, we top eight here at a very competitive card shop. Yeah. We've, we've got quite a few players that have, well, what, three? PTQ wins. Yeah. Uh, nationals appearances. Pro points. Uh, John yeah. Winters finished second at SCT Open Atlanta. So... There we go. Um, and first of all, what what the podcast is about, um, we're, we're geared towards FNM level players. You know, people who occasionally attend PTQs, occasionally attend SCG Opens, you know, events like that, and... Um, there are a lot of podcasts out there that that give their perspective from you know totally casual to you know if you ha- if you don't have pro points they don't care about you and we're trying to you know give you some perspective about the meta game and about some formats from you know the perspective of F and M level players. So the, the way I see it is we know enough about Magic to talk to the people that want to go win PTQs, but we know we don't know so much that we can't talk to the casual player that just wants to play some Commander. Yeah, or, you know, hang out with their friends. Exactly. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk about everything from uh, competitive standard to casual formats. You know, commander, pauper. You know, just just you know, whatever you guys stuff. play. You know, whatever we play. Yeah, we'll we'll do our best to discuss theory and strategy. I mean, we are I, we I are think patch- we know we, enough. We're we're no pat shaping, but we'll do our best. And um, but first and foremost, we're here to have fun with it. You know. We're doing this for you guys. Um, so, let's cut straight into what we've... Our first order of business. We have Commander decks. Out today, by the way. I just picked up mine. Yes. Came out today. And we're going to look through the deck list and, and pick out a few... Let's play some magic. A few... I guess you could say important cards out of the deck. Cards that we were surprised yeah. to see come, well, come in these decks. Maybe not surprised, but... Certainly glad to see come along in these decks. Okay, fair enough. Like I don't think we were surprised to see Sol Ring in a commander deck, but it certainly is nice that every deck comes with a Sol Ring. That's true. Alright, now first we're going to take a look at the counterpunch deck. It's um black, green, white. Comes with uh Gave Groove Spores is the you know out of the box commander for the deck. But there are two more. There there are two more that are in the front that you can choose that you can just swap in and out. Um, let's see. Let's go down the list. The first one I see is Hornet Queen, which is from the new set. Hornet Queen, it's and it's a great card. It's five Weenie Death Touch flyers on one creature, and it's um, seven. How much does it cost? I'm, I think it's four green green for a two two flying death touch. When it comes in, um, 
when it comes in, put four one one flying death touchers in with it. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty so sure it, it costs it's a two two with flying and death touch, and it comes with four one one friends that also have flying and death touch. Yes. Nice wall you have. Yes. Um, nice so army, actually. I mean, now we a couple of the other things we have. We have Nantuko husk, which I mean is. Absolutely gross in a mono black build, but in three color, I don't know how many times you're going to be pumping this guy. Yeah, oh, no, this is the other one. This is the one where you sack a creature. Yes, Nantuko Husk is a two-two for two and a black creature, zombie, insect. Sack a creature, okay. it gets plus two plus two. So two which one? How many creatures are in this deck that you don't mind sacrificing? Like, is there a token generation? Um, oh, right there, go go secure a tribe elder. There you go. Lock sack get a guy. For those of you who don't know, one of the premier, you know, creatures that get a land. Alright, and it's one, one and a green for a 1-1, one, one. sacrifice it, search your library for a basic land card, put that play into tap, that show for your library. Alright, back in the day, before Wizards changed the damage on the stack rule, you can trade with a 1-1 one, one and get a basic land. Yes. Now, it's a chump block, get a basic land. Alright, now, and we also have... Um, as far as creatures go, anything you see that you want to talk about? Shriek Maw. Creature kill is very crucial in a multiplayer format. In Shriek Maw, we have a 3 Terror on a 3-2. Yeah, we have a 3-2 for uh, 4 and a black. It's a creature elemental with fear. Comes into play, destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature. And you can evoke it for the same price as Terror. Yes, which... In Commander, I'm pretty sure you just want to cast it. <coughs> like back Most in the day of standard, you would evoke this guy early and then cast him late. But in commander, you just want to hold off. Turn six, turn seven, kill your big guy. I have a three-two fear. Yeah, that's it's pretty good. Um, we've also we also have a Yapamai elder in here, which let's see. There it is. Okay, that's it is. a little older than my magic experience goes back. Alright, we have one green green for a 2-1. When Yavamai Elder is put into a graveyard from play, you may search your library for up to two basic land cards, reveal them, and put them in your this hand. This is really good. If you do, sacrifice your library. Two, sacrifice it, draw a card. Yeah, yeah, so... You get to go get two lands when it dies. So you don't have to, you don't have to sacrifice it. But if you, you can do, trade with a two-two or a three-two, but if you do, you pay to sacrifice it, get two lands, put them and in the draw hand, a card. and draw a card. Yeah, this guy's this guy's pretty good. Um, let's see. Now let's go on to the artifacts. Well, you just skip. There's a vampire nighthawk, and then one of the other two commanders you can play is Teneb the Harvester. <laughs> Not. A bad choice. Not a bad choice at all. Um, <laughs> Teneb, what, if you don't know what Teneb does... He He's is from a, the Planner Chaos Cycle, where if you get through, you can pay three to do something absurd. Yes. He is rock-colored, three black, green, white. Um, when he deals combat damage to a player, you may pay two and a black. If you do, put target creature in a graveyard into play under your control. A graveyard. So, nice a thing graveyard. I killed with Shriek Mom. I would I'll like to it. have it. <laughs> Put that into the battlefield under my control, yes. please. And that's that's about it for the creatures. I mean, they all come with the guild mages. Um, this they one, all come with guild this mages. This one only comes with Golgari guild mage. There's, there's Silencia right there. 
Oh, okay, I didn't see it. Um, we have a Selesnia Evangel here, which is okay. It's a one. So we, we found the token production engine yes. that will allow you to get the husk going. Yeah, it's a it's a one two for a green and a white. And one, it's a good one. One and tap. Tap an untapped creature you control. Put a one one green sapperling creature token into play. Yes. Um, so, that's not bad. And and then the guild mage also makes um it does hybrid two hybrid green white mana. Um, for a 2-2, two, two, pay 3 and a green, put a 1-1 one, one sapling creature token into play. 1 and a white, creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Okay, so you have the, you have the second ability is okay. Pay 4 for plus 1, plus 1. Which, that's not what, that's not why I'm excited and to see this guy pay in this four, Pay 4 for a 1-1, one, one, which is okay. But you don't have to, you don't have to invest anything in it that you wouldn't be investing into something And it, you don't have to tap it. Exactly. Which so if you have... Eight or twelve mana. You can in the turn. I'm just going to make three guys. Or if it comes down to it, chump make a guy yeah. before it dies. There are much better token generators that aren't in this deck. I'd like to see somebody play like a sacred mesa or something in this deck. I'd like to see that get added at some point. Well, then you know that's just that'll be a big um, like catapult. Okay, first of all, I feel like we're going through these cards a little slow. Acorn catapult. That's okay, we can skip Alliance of Arms. <laughs> no, we don't want to skip Alliance of Arms. Um, Acorn Catapult is... The wow. Squirrel Token Generator. Yeah, Deal it's... one damage to a creature or a player, that creature's controller or that player gets a 1-1 Squirrel. Okay. Another way to make tokens. Yes. Shoot my Guild Mage. Make a token. Cool. Tap four, but make why would, another token. At that point, why would I just not shoot you? Because then you get the Squirrel. No, shoot my... Oh, they get the squirrel, get, that's that, right. Yeah, okay. they get the squirrel. You I have to shoot something you control in order to abuse it. Okay, this is the one card we can't possibly not talk about. I hate Alliance of Arms. I mean... All right. This is exactly the reason cards. why. This is a token deck, right? This wants to make a lot of weenies and then alpha strike my opponent through their five fives. But when I play this card, now they all have an army to block with. Why in the world would I give my opponent an army to block with? Okay, if you have... Let's see, are there... What do we have in here that can... Our Alliance of Arms. Stuff? Alliance of Arms is a great card Hold on. in a control deck. But let's talk about... Let's see how much in here we have that can buff your guys. Um, besides the Guild Mage. The Husk pumps itself. Okay, but I'm talking about... All of your creatures, like not with, a lot. With, with your guild mage out, you alliance of arms, make a bunch of guys. In this deck, swing in. In this huh. deck, all I see is well, skull clamp. Skull clamp. Skull clamp. <laughs> There's so a you can one. abuse skull clamp with your guild mage, right? That's that's true too. You don't you don't have to play alliance of arms. I can see alliance of arms being good. I just don't think it belongs in this deck. All right, like Here's the Reese deck is going to pump a lot of mana into this, and then all of a sudden his opponents no longer... You know, Reese makes 1-1 one, one tokens, and then it sends all of those tokens at an opponent. Okay, but now all of a sudden, they have a 1-1 one, one to match your 1-1s. One, For those of you who don't know what the card does, it's a sorcery with joined forces. costs a single white. Starting with you, each, pay, each player may pay X mana. Each player puts X 1-1 one, one white 
soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is the total amount of mana paid this way. So, if, if I cast it, I pay three. The guy next to me passes. The next They're guy... pass. Okay, just in, in theory. The, the guy beside me passes. The next guy pays five into it because he needs a lot of guys. And then the next guy pays, like, three. That's... Eleven. Three? Yes. It's eleven tokens. That's everybody gets eleven tokens. And now you have eleven blockers when I want to send my army of one ones at you. This deck doesn't play overrun. Which is a great addition. It's a great <laughs> addition, but it's not in this stock list. Okay, in the stock list, it's not It doesn't here. belong in the stock list. If you want to play overrun spells, then I think it's fine. Because they're only going to soak up one point of the damage. But it's not in this list. Um, alright, well, first of all, let's... I don't want to take too much time on the commander decks, because I want to get straight to what the podcast is about, but we'll go through these these next ones and try to try to keep it a little bit shorter. Um, let's start with the first four. Five. Six. <laughs> this one's, this one's kind of hard. In to alphabetical order, Acidic Slot, Artisan of Kozilek, Avatar of Woe, Brawn, Butcher of Malakir, and then Damia, Sage of... Don't. And for those of you who don't know, Damia is a four-four uh, legendary creature, Gorgon Wizard, which I think for could, should be the commander in this deck. Should actually, be over um, and she has uh, she has Death Touch, and she costs four, a green, a blue, and a black. And she says, "Skip your draw step." Yes. Aww. Terrible. Oh, I need my draw step, or do I? At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have Less than seven cards in your hand, draw cards equal to the difference. I accept. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um, let's. All hit. you need to do is find a way to make everybody discard their hands, and then you reload. Yep. Right. Um, let's let's hit some of the high points. Of How about this deck. extractor demon? We have an extractor demon in here. We have a dreamborn muse. Well, I mean, removal is essential. I see a fleshbag marauder. Which worst worst case scenario, you sack him to himself. Now here's here comes the fun things for me. Here is um side there's specter, a side specter which is hippie hypnotic specter that hits every opponent mm-hmm. and whoever discards the highest casting cost spell eats that casting cost <laughs> in life loss. There we go. Um and now we we have solemn simulacrum. I don't remember that one. It's um. Let's see, I don't remember right offhand either. I had it in my head. That's not an L. Alright, Solemn Simulacrum. It's a 2 2 for 4 artifact creature. Okay, I recognize the art. When it comes into play, you may search your library for a basic land card and put that card into play tapped. If you do, shuffle your library. When it's put into the graveyard from play, you may draw a card. Already sees a lot of play in Commander. Already does. I recognize the art. I didn't know the name. Alright, now let's. Let's How keep about going. We have Zadek, Lord of Secrets, from Ravnica Block. Correct. Followed by Triskelavis, Trollistanic, Voros, the Hunter. <laughs> I accept. I accept. <laughs> I like it. Spells. How about. How hey. about we have Factor Fiction. No, 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 no. Starting at the very top, we have Buried Alive. <laughs> what is that doing in this deck? I. For the Mimeoplasm, maybe? That's the only thing I can think of. I don't think it belongs in the deck. I want to play reanimator cards 
if I'm playing Buried Alive. Yes. So either, when you get this deck, either cut the Buried Alive or put in Exum. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's let's keep going down the list. We have What color is this? Green, black? So you can't play Resurrection. But you could play Dread Return. You could play Necromancy. You know? If um, I'm putting three creatures in the bin, I want to get them back. Or get value out of them. Yeah. Um, they put it in the deck because Mimeoplasm is the commander. Honestly, I think Dombia should be the commander, and Buried Alive should either be cut or you put in... I think, I think you just, just cut, cut it. it. Yeah. All right, let's let's skim through the rest of this list. We have Factor Fiction. That's a good one. We have Grave Pact. And we come to my favorite Joint Forces card. It's called Minds Aglow. For a single blue, Joint Forces. And I don't see why... And Not X Everybody is, at the table should tap out for this card, and right? And everybody draws X cards after joint forces manage hate. Everybody takes turns tapping out, right? I, I don't know, honestly. We'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about it later. I know the, the next person in line taps out because he's about to untap anyway. But we'll, we'll, get into, we'll get into some of these cards later when we get into talking about Commander. Um, just, just trying to hit some of the hot points of these decks. Oh, there's a Rise from the Grave. There's a Rise from the Grave. Um, there's a Sign in Blood in here. We've got three Vows. Well, Lands. It's got, it's got the pair of Siphons. Siphon Mind. And Siphon Flesh. Um, and then very good. As far as Lands go... Okay. Like, I'm we, not we have Spogdoss, the Restless Tomb. It's um, outside of the command tower. I'm not happy with any of the mana bases, to be honest. All right, Spogdoss is um, a, the Golgari Guild non-basic land from Ravnica. Tap, add one colorless to your mana pool. Three, black, green. Until end of turn, Spogdoss, the Restless Tomb, becomes a black and green plant zombie creature with... This creature's power and toughness are each equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. It's still a land. It's okay. I mean, other than that, it's, it's pretty vanilla. All right, let's yeah. move on. Like, the mana bases are pretty much bad. Yeah. In all in all of the decks. Well, let's move on to the one I just bought. Chris's favorite. Um, we have Heavenly Inferno. It is red, black, white. General Kalia of the Vast. I one, accept. One... White, black, red, for a 2-2 human cleric, legendary creature with flying. Correct. When Kalia t- attacks, you may put an angel, demon, or dragon creature from your hand into play, tapped, and attacking. That opponent. That opponent. That's the bad thing about this card, and it's not that big of a deal, but you have to attack the same opponent that's attacking Kalia. Okay, well, let me, let, let's go through some of, the, some of the targets we have for Kalia in here. The first two are probably my favorite targets. We have Angel of Fury, or Acroma Angel of Fury, Angel of Despair. Angelic Arbiter's not bad. Then we have Archangel of Strife, Avatar of Slaughter, Bladewing the Risen. Bladewing the Risen's going to be really good in this deck, not for his pump ability, but because but he, for his ability that if they kill my dragon, I can return it. Yes. And then we have, what else do we have here? Dread Caco Demon. Yes. Which isn't going to be that exciting being cheated into play because it's one of the few that doesn't fly. But if you cast it late game, I think your opponents are in trouble. Yeah. Now we have Malfagor. That's we a ha- good one. We have Mana Charge Dragon. Which, which is, is the only Joint Forces card that isn't a sorcery. <laughs> they strapped it to a 5-5 flyer. Yes. Um, and then we have Oros the Avenger, which... 
we were discussing the other day, and I don't even remember what Oros does. He shoots all. He shoots. If you all do, he'll white creatures. Yes, he's uh, another one of the the Planar Chaos Dragon Cycle, and his activated cost is two and a white. Deals three damage to each non-white creature. And before Kalia came out, he was the Reanimator Commander, which yes. wasn't terribly exciting. I think Kalia made Reanimator viable. I think it did too. And then we I have Shattered it, Angel. It's not like people weren't trying. It just wasn't that viable. Yeah. And we have Shattered Angel. We do have a Shattered Angel. Which is nice. It's it's in, in Commander, people are dropping lands all over the place. I want to gain three life each time they do so. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I've already built my list of 99, and I cut her. Because in the history of Magic, there are much more exciting angels demons than dragons. That's true. Um, Let's go through. But great as a stock angel. What else do we got here? Chroma's Vengeance? We have a Chroma's Vengeance that we could talk about. The Comet Storm I'm not too happy about. I would rather see Star Storm. There's a path in here. Yes. There is Soul Snare and Stranglehold. Correct. Two of the commanders. It's got some decent cards. it's got some decent removal in There's a Sulfurous Blast. It's got a Soul Snare, it's got a Terminate, it's got Siphon Flesh, it's got three bows, it's got Wrecking Ball, it's got Path, it's got Pyrohemia. <laughs> I mean there's this deck it's pretty, has removal. It's pretty stacked. Um, the next deck that we have is Mirror Mastery. John, no, this is Rug. Yeah, this is Rug. Rug. Um, it's general right out of the box. And, and they Riku. got it right. This is the second one where they got the commander right. It yes. is Riku of Two Reflections. And what Riku of Two Reflections says, he is three and three colorless and rug colors. Blue, He's red, two colorless and rug colors. Two and colorless. Two colorless and rug colors. And he is a uh, human wizard. He is a 3-4, correct? A I three, believe so. A 3-4. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you may pay blue-red. If you do copy it, you may choose new targets for the copy. Whenever a non-token creature comes into play, you may, put, you may pay blue-green. If you do, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that creature. First now, of all, uh, standard test, uh, commander test, Two thumbs up. Yes, double thumbs up. Let's see. As far as creatures, um, there's another there's Artisan of Kozilek. Avatar of Fury. Um, I'm not too excited about the Fault Rinder. Not really. The only the only thing in here that really catches my eye is Simic Sky Swallower and the um the Hydra Omnivore. Yes, Hydra Omnivore. Really. Intent. I mean, the creature base is okay. I think the spells Let's take a look at slightly the better. It's the first one that has Brainstorm in it. Yes, we have Brainstorm in here. We have Cultivate. We have Death by Dragons. Um, there is a Kadama's Reach in here. A Fire and Ice, um, which was a split card. Um, there's Ray of Command. Ray of Command. There's a Spell Crumple in here. Spell Crumple's really and it good. Feature, it's the only deck to feature a Planeswalker in Garrick Wildspeaker. It is. It's the only one that comes with a Planeswalker. And once, once again, again, not happy with the mana base. Nah. And our final commander deck we're going to talk about is Political Puppets. American Colored. The general right out of the box. Would they get it right? I don't... I, we'll have to... I don't think so. Um, Zedru the Great Hearted. And basically what he does is... I don't think they got it right. Basically he donates cards to other players and then gains you life and you draw cards during your upkeep. Cute each. and full of shenanigans. Yes. But... Not necessarily the best commander. 
for um, this color? Yeah, we have we have Jotun Grunt in here. We have Guard Gomazoa. Oh, why are we just passing up Jotun Grunt? I mean, this is a control deck, and Jotun Grunt is going to do exactly what you want a control deck to do. It's going to slow well, down your about, opponent. See, I don't know much about Jotun Grunt because right. I didn't play when it was legal. Solo. I don't know about him from a control aspect or a commander aspect, but back when he was in Cold Snap in Standard, I played him in Boros. He is one in a white for a 4-4. Four, four. Vanilla pat test all day. I accept. Cumulative upkeep of exile two cards in a single graveyard. So he doesn't stick around forever if you play him early, but he will get you three or four turns of blocking in if you drop him turn four, turn Maybe. five. Maybe. Um, continuing on with the creatures, we have a Wall of Almonds, a Windborn Muse, and a Wall of Denial. You just passed right over Plume Bell. You could talk about Plume Bell. I don't want to talk about Plume Bell, but it's there. Alright, well, let's talk about Plume Bell. First of all... Plume Veil is from Shadowmoor. It's converted mana cost three, blue white hybrid for each one. It's one of those weird. And it's a 4 4 flash flying defender. It's one of those weird defenders that has power. But if you look at it, it's a 4 4 flying flash defender. Yes. <laughs> which, is, which is not bad. Should not be strapped to three mana, right? It really shouldn't. Yes. Like, um, it's really undercosted, and I don't know how many times I have to say it. Good cards are always undercost, right? Parmagoyf should not cost one in a green, right? It should. And if he cost more, he probably wouldn't see that much play. Probably not. Um, let's skim through the rest of this deck list. We have oh, another brainstorm. There's another brainstorm in here. We also have Austere Command, which, from the command cycle from lore, when it's white, white, and four colorless, choose two. Destroy all artifacts, or destroy all enchantments, or destroy all creatures with converted mana cost three or less, or destroy all creatures with converted mana cost four or greater. All right. In standard, this was always three or less, four or greater. Yes, it was right. always wrap effect. In a control deck, in commander, you're going to say three or less and all artifacts. For the most part. For right? the most part. That's probably this is going to wipe the board of any tokens. I don't know. With, with Sensei's Divining Top and Soul Ring and Lightning Gary being so prevalent, I think you'd want to go Enchantments first. I think you'd want to blow up Enchantments first. It depends. I mean, honestly, if you're playing against Sharoom, and you probably will at some point. Okay, regardless, you're going to hit... You're going to hit one of the creatures. It's one a of control the, deck. I don't think you want to go for a greater unless you're in a lot of trouble. But the point is, you're going to go either... Most of the time, you're going to go either artifacts or enchantments and creatures three or less or creatures four or greater. I'm just saying, it's not as straightforward as it was in standard where you just cleared the board for six. Yeah. You have a little bit more flexibility in commander. Um, all right. Let's go... Chaos Warp? We have a Chaos Warp, which... Not as good as Beast Within... Because with Beast Within, you know what they're getting. They're getting a 3-3. If I point a Chaos Warp at a 5-5 Dragon... Okay, well, let me right? let me run this past And they you. flip an, uh, Ulamog. Well, let me run this past you. The risk is there, but the risk is so small, and the benefits if, if they don't hit that very I small agree. window. Because there right. are decks out there that... Require their general to go off. Like Neil's Tesa deck, if he does, if we shuffled Tesa uh, in, statistically speaking, the way most commander decks are built, this already has a thirty-three percent chance of hitting a spell and just being ridiculous, right? Yes. 
I, I I agree with that. But what I'm saying is like I don't I see it. I don't see it as a worse. The Commander, risk is prevalent enough to make me want Beast Within instead, or both. Not for me. Not for me. I still I want both. I would much rather shuffle their general in. Right, the shuffle me. ability is good when you point it at their general, because that's really the only way to get it. Back okay, well let me ask you deck. this. Most of the time, generally speaking, not situationally, but generally speaking, what else are you going to point it at? Something that's about to kill me. If it's not an Eldrazi, right, what are you going to point it at? We've already looked at one reanimator list that's full of stuff yeah. I don't want attacking me. Okay. Well, let's, let's finish this deck list, and then we'll we'll save the commander discussion for later on okay. in the cast. Once, once we it's get everything. It's got a ghostly prison and a howling mine. Yes. Um, we also have... It's got Martyr's Bond. This is the only deck to feature Martyr's Bond. And Crescendo of War is it also does, in this deck. Which is Crescendo one I am putting into my commander deck as soon as I get my hands on some singles. Now, Crescendo of War, it's three and a white for an enchantment. Battle Cry on crack. Yes. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a conflict counter on it. When a creature you control attacks or blocks, it gets plus one, plus zero for each conflict, for each conflict counter. counter on it. Now, here comes the weird one. Whenever a creature you control blocks, it also well, gets I said, plus one, plus I said zero. attacks or blocks. Yeah, but that's the weird part of the ability, right? Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later, most likely. Um, we have a prison term in here. There's a punishing fire. Propaganda. Propaganda's here. Um, Once again, they all have soldering. Soul Ring and Lightning Greaves. This one has spell um, crumple. The three vowels. Yeah, or it's it's three color vowels. It's got a wild ricochet. And then once again, really the worst mana base of all five. Yeah. You get four, five non basics. That's six. You get Terramorphic Expanse, Evolving Wilds, and three bounce lands. And then, how unexciting. Yeah. They all come with command towers, so. With the exception of Command Tower, they're all horrible mana bases. Yes. All right, well, now let's get into something that is a little more exciting. We have, um, yesterday, Chris and I noticed that the we magic... We were a little too busy with Commander to notice, really. Yeah. But according um, to MG, MTGSalvation.com, almost we have half, almost over half, half of M12 is yes. now known. So let's talk about a few, a few of, the, of the high points. Let's hit one or two per color. Yes. Um, I, I don't want to talk about Gideon. Everybody already knows Gideon's back. First of all, I think we should we should start with um, Gideon's Avenger. Gideon's Avenger, which is one white white for a two two human soldier. When a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped, put a plus one plus one counter on Gideon's Avenger. That's really good. It interacts way better with Gideon than the Pride Mate did, did with, with the Johnny, Johnny because way you know, better. This, your opponents are going to tap creatures. They have to. Yes, and not only that, you can, Gideon can make them attack creatures, make them tap creatures, yes. and you can get a plus one plus one counter for each creature they tap. Whereas when you play Gideon, you want to use his attack ability. When you played a Johnny, did you really want to gain life? Not really. Not, not really. Not. A Johnny's pride mate was not relevant until sisters, right? Yes. Um, this is going to just come out next month and be relevant out of the gates. Oh, of course, especially since it's going to make tempered steel players tempered, since since red deck wins is is really huge out there right now. Tempered steel is real big. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of it's going to be Gideon's first appearance in aggro decks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another one we want to talk about it's Pride Guardian. When I first saw this card, I thought, oh, good, they're reprinting Wall of Hope. No, they're not. <laughs> but in some ways, it's better. But in some ways, it's worse. 
Um, now, it's a 0-3 for one white. It's a creature cat monk with defender. Whenever Pride Guardian blocks, you gain three life. Why are we talking about this? Isn't there another one out there that's already better? Mom, what would that be? I can't remember the name of it, but it's an 0-4 for one. And whenever any defender blocks, you gain two life. I don't, I don't think that's... I have no idea. I really don't. Well... I played it in limited. It What's didn't say. I don't remember. Well, then let's move on, because... I'm just saying, this isn't even as good as a card that's not being played at the moment. All, all I'm saying is... I'd much rather discuss Spirit Mantle. Well, go ahead. It's setting you up Take for a two-for-one, but it's much better than the wall, because it's... One and a white. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. Okay. And has protection from creatures. It's good. It's good. That was actually it doesn't like, have protection from gopher to throw. Apparently, according to this notepad document that is on my desktop right now, um, called the show notes, we were supposed to talk about that card, but you beat me to mentioning it. Whatever. I would much rather discuss that card and then move on to blue. All right, let's move on to blue. For blue, the first one we have is, or that, that I was wanting to talk about, is um, Jace's Archivist. Okay. It's one blue, blue t for a 2 2, Vidalkin Wizard. A blue and tap. Each creature, or each player, each creature, I'm an idiot. I'd like to see creatures <laughs> discard their hand. <laughs> I know, that'd be sweet, right? Um, each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player discarded this way. So, not Will of Fortune. Not. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think it'll add, it'll add a new aspect to blue control. Well, the person with the least amount of cards in their hand are jumping up and down when this guy activates. Okay. Okay, look at the look at it this way. At the very least, at the very least, this is... I, I don't know... It's a blue card, and I don't think blue cards want to roll a die to see if they get car good cards. Okay, well, let me... Hellblade's not going to play this. Of course not. What other blue deck are, is there right now? If we're talking about... Not right now. I mean, just because there aren't decks out there right now that want this, doesn't mean that All right, what a couple deck, months down the road... What deck a couple months down the road is going to be playing blue let's, without Squadron Hawks and Stoneforge Mystic? And we can't discuss post-rotation because we have no clue what's in Innistrad and half of M12. Okay. Let's, let's, let's save that. Let's get through these spoilers first. Right. We seem to be getting sidetracked a lot. <laughs> um... What about Lord of the Unreal? An illusion board. Yes. I don't think that I don't think that's been done before. I don't think it has either. And how about hexproof on your illusions? <laughs> the only problem is he's not an illusion. So two do not pump each other or grant hexproof. Nope. Alright, um onwards. How about turn to frog? Turn to frog. I just want to mention that I one. laughed the first time I saw Turn to Frog. The uh, the flavor text on this thing is is simply ribbit. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it is. It's really good. It's blue removal. We haven't seen a whole lot of blue removal, if any, yeah. ever. All right. Well, let's move on to black. Um, one card I was want to talk about. Vampires. It's a core set. Of course, there are vampires. Yes. Bloodlord of Vazgoth was one I wanted to talk about. It's a three three for three and uh, three black black. Vampire Warrior, Bloodthirst 3, and Flying. I remember Bloodthirst. From Guild Pact. Yes. It was the uh, the gruel mechanic. It was and really what, good. And what Bloodthirst says is, 
if you if a source you control dealt damage to an opponent this turn this creature comes in with this many plus one plus one counters on it. So is Vampires really going to have trouble dealing damage on turn five? No, but and it, because, so of card, six, six. because of a card we'll get to that I was going to talk yeah. about in the spoilers. Here comes a six, six. Um, and whenever you cast a creature or a vampire creature spell, it gains Bloodthirst three. Cast. Right. Cast. All right. So um, another one I was wanting to talk about. Let's see if it's if it's on. We're we're looking at these on MTG Salvation. Most of these are are up on the Wizard site. Um, some of them haven't been officially confirmed yet, but there are a lot of pictures floating around the net that proves that these cards yes exist. This is, this is a bloodthirst enabler if there ever was one. A 1-1 one, one for a single black creature spirit. It's called Tormented Soul. Tormented Soul can't block and is unblockable. But it's not a vampire. Well, all, they ha all you have to do is deal damage. Yeah, but I think you scratch them. You you just scratch them or just ping them, and then all the vampires you're playing with bloodthirst they what come is, in does with the bloodthirst. Say a creature you control, or they just any spell uh, you control. It's a source. If if you if so, a, if a source vampires are already black red. Why do I play this? Why don't I just burst them or bolt them? Okay, we're, I'm looking at I'm looking at this card from. Or if you want to play it from, on from if you want to play it on turn five, just lose two life and gut shot them. Okay, I'm looking at this from post post October. This guy shocked them, but still the the point. Galvanic blast them. I think having a creature would. I mean, it's not a vampire. If it was a vampire, I would agree with you all day. But it's not. It's not a vampire. It's a spirit. I'm not saying it's great. Um, let's see. What are we gonna go on to? Since you are the resident red player here, let's just skip straight. How about you take this one? How about we strip, uh, skip straight to the goblins? And goblin bang chuckers? Eh. It's probably going to replace Ember Hauler, and I don't like it. No. Alright, it's two double red for a 2 2. Tap it, flip a coin. If you win the flip, shock something. If you lose the flip, shock it. Right? I, I think that's, that's all you can say about it. It's Ember. Really. It's. I want to play Ember Holler. <laughs> I want to be able to pay one and shock something. I don't want to have to flip a coin and say, please don't kill yourself. Please don't kill yourself. Right. Please don't kill yourself. And then we have Goblin Fire Slayer. A light Goblin Fire Slayer. It's a pinger. For, for to one. a player for one. For one. Sweet. It can't hit creatures. So no Bastless Collar shenanigans. <laughs> so this next one I'm pretty sure you would love to talk about. This is what you called me and told me about. I did. The second I found out, I called him up. Goblin Grenade. M12. <laughs> I accept. Alright. Um, and what, what it does is it's a single red sorcery. As an additional cost to cast Goblin Grenade, sacrifice a goblin. Goblin Grenade deals five damage to target creature or player. Goblins don't care about sacrificing I have, themselves. I have one bad thing to say about this card. They made it an uncommon. Again. So I will not be casting this in Popper. <laughs> um, really, the, the only other things out of red um, worth noting, uh, Flame Blast Dragon is getting reprinted. It is. Um, we have Furyborn Hellkite. Four six. Four red, red, red for a 6-6 six, six flyer, Bloodthirst 6. Big red, Big red. meet your new win condition. I'm going to bolt you and drop a 12-12 flyer. Well, Inferno Titan is back. Well, it always ran two Phoenix and two Inferno Titan. 
I think it now runs two Dragon to Inferno Titan. Yes. Um, then Shock is replacing Lightning Bolt in the core set. Don't say that. This set's not spoiled yet. We may get well, both. Wizards, no, we won't get, you know we won't get both. And right, Lightning Bolt has been... We're getting word from, we, we've gotten word from, you know, yeah. official wizard sources that Lightning Bolt yeah. will not be reprinted. And that's been a rumor since just after M11 came out. Yes. And now with the... With the spoiling of shock, it looks like it's true. Now, green. I'm actually really excited about green. You should be. It's green. Um, acidic slime getting Again, reprinted. Of course. Um, Dungrove Elder. That was one of the... The, the first spoil card, I believe. Yes. Power it's, toughness equal to the number of force you control. It's a creature. Hexproof. It's a creature that is a Blanchwood and has and yes. a Blanchwood armor and has it's hexproof. It's a zero zero with Blanchwood armor and hexproof for three. Yeah. Um... And now we come across the only card to ever be printed in every core set. The last card the remaining. Last card. And that's Giant Spider. It is. All the other cards put up a good fight, but in the end, it was Gi a 2 4 reach that got there. <laughs> yes, Giant Growth didn't get reprinted in this set, but we got one better. We do. We got I think one we better. We actually got a better card than Giant Growth. Uh, Rampant Growth is coming back. Yes. Sacred um, Wolf has been reprinted to say Hexproof. Yes, um, lore. I like lore. That hasn't made an appearance since what ninth edition? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've seen lore. Um, but anyway, the improvement on giant growth. I don't know if it's an improvement. I think it is. It's. I wouldn't say an improvement. I would say a valuable replacement. Yes, it's called Titanic Growth. It's a green and one colorless. Instant target creature gets plus four plus four. Infect is going to play this with giant growth until October. Of course. Now our artifacts. There's only one that I really. There's only one I really want to talk about simply because it's a good way to double up your lightning greaves and EDH, and that's swift foot boots. It is. I mean, granted, it's not a it's not a free strap cost. It's not free. But at one. I colorless, think hex proof is worth it. Yes, Hexproof, and it gets haste. So yeah. it's just a way to double up on your Lightning Greaves. And Hexproof is always better than Shroud. Yes. You may have to pay one to equip it, but Hexproof is always better than Shroud. Of course. So that is what we have to talk about for, uh, for M12. Now, let's, let's get to what this show is really about. Let's talk about Standard for a second. This is where we talked about Cobblade for 35 minutes. No, this is not. I was actually, um, John Winters, I am me on Facebook last night. He was like, well, what's your podcast going to talk about? And I told him, I was like, well, first of all, we're going to talk about, you know, the, the F&M level standard metagame instead of just how Cobblade wins. Cobblade does win, though, and that's Cobblade the problem. Do, Cobblade does win, but, but we're, if we're going to be talking to F&M level players, we need to discuss everything and not just Cobblade. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I agree. Anything that can be said about Callblade has already been said, and there's no point in us repeating it here. But it wins. Turn two Stoneforge Mystic, turn three Batter Skull, you turn four listen. Scoop. You do not listen to anything, do you? All right, we're not going to discuss Callblade. Um, we will discuss it, but it's not going to be the focus of how does this deck pair up against Callblade, how, how is this matchup against Callblade, and this and that. They're usually now, horrible. First of all, you know... The you know generally the decks that you're going to see at F and M level play we've broken them down to tier tier one tier one point five and tier two. Our tier one lists we have there are only three. We have Rug, Callblade, and Splinter Twin Deceiver X Art variants. Yeah. That's great. Which could be splashed with Rug. Yeah. Um. 
I'm talking about, you know, tr- traditional the, rug. The, the Grixis Disruption combo. The blue-red Power Master's Ascension combo. Um, the straight blue-red, I'm going to kill you as fast as I can combo. Okay. Now, our tier 1.5 decks we have on this list, there's only one that we're not sure belongs in tier 1.5. I, I personally think I it think, belongs in tier 1. I think Black-Red Vampires is tier 1. I think so, it's too. One open, it's one opens. It's made a splash at the Invitational. Okay. Um, before we get into that... Um, how about you let us know what you think? Um, our it's already up. The poll is already up on our page. It's um, just search for Running the Gauntlet. You should find us. Um, you can email us, uh, Running No G No Apostrophe The Gauntlet at hotmail dot com, or you can tweet us at Run underscore The Gauntlet. And let us let us know. It's what not you on think. the Twitter page, but you can tweet us what you think it is. Yeah, and we will add it to the poll for you. Exactly. Um, and then we've got uh, we've got Red Deck Wins, Elves, Tempered Steel slash Hawkward, um, Valakut, Soul Sisters, Tezzeret Variances, Tezzeret Variances, and sometimes just straight Blue Forge Black. Master. Forge Master. The Forge Master, the Blue yeah. Black Forge Master. Um, Bingevine slash Fauna Shaman. Which used decks. to be Tier 1. Used to be. Um, and then we've got uh, Turbo Infect. Basically anything playing Green, Blue, or Black in Fair enough. Infect. In, you know, I really like the blue-black build. It's not got as much pump. But it's got unblockable. <laughs> it does have unblockable. Um, and our tier 2 list, some of the stuff that... Some of the other stuff you're going to see at FNM. Yeah, we have Eldrazi Green, Mono Black, Aggro Slash Control, um, running around with stuff like Grave Titans and Frexian Obliterators, you know, stuff like that. Um, not in the same deck, unless you're heavy control. Yeah, um, traditional Pyromancer's Ascension, uh, Big Red, um, Mono Green Overrun, which is not nearly stuff. as good as it was. And then you know you've got your blue white blue black control slash super friends list. I haven't heard that name in forever. I know, right? That's why it's tier two. Um, and then we've got Strobred Swing and Fling. Swing and I like fling. to call it. Yes. Um, knights, whether it's white knights or, or black white variants that, that I've seen people play. And then we've got Minecrank Ascension. Which uh, I think, I tried it. I think it's pretty much unplayable, but that doesn't stop people from trying to break it. It, it, it won't happen. As long as there are burn spells and Crank Ascension, people are going to try to make it competitive, I think. Yeah. Okay, now. Now let's get into... Cobblade. First of all, let's start off with Cobblade, just just to see. We were talking um, the other day. There was that, that StarCity.com article by Jerry T. about Cobblade. Came out a few days ago, close to out, a week. Yeah, close, close to a week ago. Um, I personally don't have a Star City Premium account, so I, I wasn't able to read it. But um, you skimmed over it, right? I, I quickly skimmed it because... Uh, First of all, it's not very informative on Cobblade. It's mostly about the mirror okay. and why Jace is no longer the beast he used to be and how Stoneforge Mystic is becoming the most absurd card in Standard. Because Stoneforge Mystic is getting you the kills now. Used to, you would drop Jace as quickly as possible and win target game. Yeah. Now, Jerry T's saying sometimes he doesn't even play as Jace until he absolutely has to or he knows the game is over. Okay. Um, now, one thing that I want to talk about as far as um, as far as Jace goes is Jerry. You know, Jerry T saying that you know Jace isn't the powerhouse that he used to be, and 
I think we have differing views on why that is. Personally, I think it's because people have learned how to play around him. I think it's sort of War and Peace in the Mirror match. Because Jace, Jace used to win because you would drop him on turn four behind a wall of hawks, and you would defend him. But now they just strap a sort of War and Peace, and all of a sudden your Jace is a sitting duck. Because all of your blockers are white. But still, what, I, what I'm saying is, like, even... I'm, I'm talking There's about, probably like, a combination even, of both. Like, I'm talking about not even, you know, even in matchups that aren't the mirror. Outside of the mirror match, I think people have learned how to play around him. Or they've just learned that he's so good that you have to kill him at all costs. Yes. Yet you have to go balls to the wall to take him out before, like... one. And one thing that I've noticed, and this is something that, that, I will, that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, um, is why Jace is good. You know, people, a lot of people that that were on that band Stoneforge, band Jace, bandwagon for a, for a long time. For a very long time. For a very long going. time. Were people that lose to Jace and they don't understand why. They they know that they're losing I've to Jace, seen, but they don't understand I've how they're losing to Jace. people lose to Jace and ask them why they didn't attack the Jace. And they said, it was just the Jace. I wanted to kill them. Exactly. Like... Jace brainstorming is actually killing you faster than him face-healing you. Yes. Way faster. But the problem with Jace brainstorming is if, first of all, if I've cast a Jace and you don't try to kill it, I'm immediately going to brainstorm every turn. I was playing with Jace one time in a, in a combo deck, and my opponent literally let me brainstorm five times in a row without attacking Jace. And I've seen it. I play on, um, I play a lot, uh, with Jace on Lackey CCG. It's a program similar to Magic Workstation, Cockatrice, that kind of stuff. And I have a few decks built on Lackey with Jace in them, and I'll play Jace a lot, and I've learned that, you know, through through playing him, I, by no means am, am I a master at playing him. But I'm, I've learned I've learned a little bit about... I can brainstorm with him. Like, I've learned a little bit about, you know, how to react with Jace rather than just dropping him and brainstorming. And what I've noticed is that there are a lot of people out there that don't understand how Jace is beating them. And so let's go through his abilities one at a time. Fate Seal, one. Or Scry, one. Okay. It's pretty good. It, it is. Minus one. Bounce a creature. Okay. Unsummon. Zero. Brainstorm. How good is Brainstorm in Legacy? A Brainstorm... And I if you don't kill my Jace, I get to do it every turn. I can't tell you how many Legacy games I've seen go turn one brainstorm. Yeah. I, I'm honestly surprised. And with fetches I, in this format, sometimes it's just a draw three. Right? Well, no, no, you, you draw three, put two cards back that you don't want. And, and then, then you shuffle them away. It's a draw three. And then next, next turn you get a fresh brainstorm, and then they three have, fresh cards. They attack at you instead of your Jace. Because you get they to do they, the whole process over again. Exactly. Um, and, but that's the only thing that I want to talk about. And I, But I think now people are, are starting to understand well, they, that. They've lost to it so many times that they now realize they have to kill Jace. Yeah, like, they don't even... I don't, I don't even think they understand, like, why, like, the reasoning They just realize that if they attack their opponent, they're going to lose. Yeah, they know they have to attack Jace. They know they have to kill Jace on sight, but the, but they don't actually have the reasoning in their heads for why I attack Jace first, except that's that he's good. going to kill me. Like, except that he's going to kill me. Fair enough. Um, okay, so let's go through, first of all, minus, minus Callblade. Let's talk, let's talk about some of these other, um, tier, uh, I, I think Grixis Twin is only, like, the, the Twin variants are real good, um, and are, are really only as popular as they are because Callblade is so prevalent. 
It's a turn four kill. If you have your combo piece. If you have your combo piece. If you have your combo piece. I've seen twin matches go well into turns. Where the he's holding on to three splinter twins because he's got Still one X arc. No, he's got an X arc in play, but he knows his opponent has at least two kill spells. I was watching a game earlier, I'm not gonna tell you who it was. But he had three splinter twins at hand. Right? Okay. His opponent had two kill spells, right? And mm -hmm. duress. Huh. And he duresses he duresses and gets rid of the burn spell because he didn't want to lose to the Pyromancer's Ascension. I know who I know who is playing this match. This was turn four of turns in okay. the last round playing for top eight. Uh and he takes the lightning bolt because Pyromancer's Ascension was active. He untaps, draws the twelfth land, Splinter Twin, kill your Exarch. Cool. I have another Exarch. Splinter Twin. Kill your XR. Cool, I have another XR. Splinter Twin, get ya. <laughs> wow, that was retarded. Like, if he would have duressed away the Splinter Twin, that play was impossible, and he would have got, at the minimum, a draw. That's true. Um, let's, let's go through... How about we talk about this, um, the, this Hawkward deck that's been ripping up standard here recently? That's the Glint Hawk Idol, uh, Pippard Steel variant, correct? Yes. That runs, so this is Tempered Steel. Surges. Yes, this is the flying version of Tempered Steel. Which, I mean, basically, like, I think all you take out is just a couple of your little ground guys and then put in flyers. Like, that's the only differences in the deck I've well, seen, really. You're pulling out an artifact guy for a Glint Hawk, right? Or, no. You have Idle and Glint Hawk. I, I personally. Glint Hawk goes in the Hawkward deck. In mine, I don't play Glint Hawk. It's not an artifact, but it is a 2 2 flyer for one. Play Mim Knight, play Glint Hawk, bounce Mim Knight, play Mim Knight. I just don't play it. Absolutely absurd. I if, guess. Like, I, I if just you're don't playing play Quest. Hawk. If you're playing Quest, that's absurd. But that's a deck that didn't even make our list because it completely it, disappeared. Yes, it just died when, when everybody realized how good Stoneforge Mystic was. Or Tempered Steel. Yes. Um, now, normally the block constructed Pro Tours is where we get our first glimpse at. What, really what the future what the future of, of the standard format will look like. I was, like to block and I hate that it's only a Pro Tour format now. Like I used to love playing a block PTQ. Oh that oh that it, it was real. And fun. that's when the format was defined. The pros didn't get their hands on it until after the PTQers took a shot at it. Yeah. Okay. Well let's let's look at um the Star City um and a Mike Flores article on, on the mothership site. He goes over, um, first of all, uh, SCG Open Denver was yes. Vampires. Yeah. Your top eight, your top eight for uh, Denver was Vampires, two Red Decks, three Callblades, wow. one Exarch Twin, and one Kaldatha Red. Yes. Was your top eight for SCG Open Denver. So and Vampires took the crown. So here it is. There are, it was Black Red Vampires, correct? Yeah, not only did, like, not... So, there are five, count them, five red decks in the top eight. Five. And I guarantee you all three of those Callblade lists were playing sort of Warpies. It obviously didn't work. Oh, yeah. Obviously not. I think Callblade took off so... so it, 
it hit so fast because people were still and up until here recently people have still been reeling from it like guys like guys like Edgar Flores um you know keeping keeping the deck fresh changing up the deck tech is what's been able to keep that deck on top because it's it's kept people really not knowing how to play he's around he's done a good job things. of adapting to what's beating him yes and that, that's why I think the deck has, has stayed so dominant but how long is it going to be dominant now that people know that these red variants can beat Cobblade with tight play still and to, a good build still till October I'm alright we will see Stoneforge until Stoneforge rotates red, red deck standard. wins put two decks in the top eight of the last open series Correct? Okay. Alright. And actually, unless... When M12 comes out, well, goblins are getting goblin grenades. Hold on. This is one one thing that I didn't notice until just now. Um, that even though there were three red decks in the top eight, it was RDW versus vampires in the, final. in the finals. Alright. So Cobblade didn't even make the final. It did not. So the days of 32 Jace the Mind Sculptors in a top 16, over. Or top 8. That over. was a top 8. That was a top 8, over. Yes. There were something like 60-some in the top 16. Yes. I think that time's passed. Yeah. Is Cobblade still the elephant in the room? Absolutely. But is it that dominant? I don't think so. No. It used to, like, a month ago, I would say so. A lot has changed with Cobblade over the past month. But it got Batter Skull, which should make it better. Why is why is Cobblade getting worse when Batter Skull was just so good? Are people learning to play around the life game? I think so. Like I think I think people are just learning to play around Jace. They're learning to play around Soulforge Mystic, and they're learning to play around the equipment. Everybody's main decking artifact hate, which well, my red deck doesn't have artifact hate because I don't want to have a manic vandal in hand okay, and have no target but my own shrine. Generally speaking, but I pack six in the side. Generally speaking, pretty much all decks are running at least one or two artifact hate cards. That's fair. So that's so that's game one, a way to swing the game tempo. I know black in your red favor. vampires have two at least two manic vandals in their main board. This the, they've got a crush package in their sideboard. Brandon Montoya's uh, vampires list from uh, take open. a look at his sideboard. Well, first of all, let's he's take a look at the main. He's got three manic vandals in the main. Okay, and then we've got two crush in the board. Yes, and that gives you that gives you something that he's you playing can't. three dismembers. So if you cheat in the batter skull, he's just going to kill the germ token and make you equip just it be something. sad. Yes, he's going to make you wait a few turns to equip it. Exactly. So, and and I think I really think that it'll it'll be the next month or so where vampires is really going to shine. Well, let's see what they say when they vote in the poll. Let's see where they think Black Red Vampires belong. Oh, okay, how about this? Let's, let's let's put the poll out there. It is out there. It's well, already I mean, up. Well, let's put let's put a different poll out there, which we will post as soon as one of us gets home tonight. Um, which do you think? Which list do you think is going to dominate Standard more besides Callblade? All right. So until Oct- until October, Red Deck wins. Black Red Vamps, Tempered Steel. Or called off the red, and we'll put that up as soon as we can. Yes. I'm gonna say those options one more time so I don't forget them. All right. So we've got red deck wins, vampires, tempered steel, or called off the red. Which which deck do you think is really going to 
to rip up standard the way that Cauldron wins. Because I think when Goblin Grenade comes out, you can see a really good Goblin deck just starting, waiting. Starting from oh, today. They are reprinting Goblin Grenade. We have we have a special guest with us. One of our fellow players. Who apparently you. just found out Goblin Grenade is back. <laughs> I love that reaction. Come sit down, man. So oh my god. We've got Goblin Guide. We've got Lightning Bolt. We've got Goblin Grenade. We've got Ember Hauler. We've got Spike Shot Elder. Oh. Um, so sh Lightning Bolt is officially out there. Spoiled Shock. What's on the Reaper? We talked about that earlier. Um, first of all, Shock. Guys, guys, so that will officially get rid of Lightning Bolt as we thought. Listeners, this is uh, Julian. So wait, Lightning, Bolt gone, Lightning Bolt will be gone because right here, if you scroll up to red, you see Shock. Oh, wow. I don't even think you realize we're doing a podcast. Prototonic right Rip. <laughs> That's a reprint. So right there. There it is. That's just crazy. He doesn't even realize that we're recording right now. What do you think about <laughs> Goblin Fire Slinger? A well, one mana Pinga. Right here. Oh, man. Uh, oh, he's pretty good. He's they've never put haste. it, but they've never put it on a guy that costs one before. Not even Cunning Spark Mage got that on. I like it. So, so what do we have next? One for one. The ping. He's not bad. Uh, Spike Shot Elder gets played all day, and it costs three to ping. Okay, so what do we have next? What do we have next to talk about? So um, I think I think we'll break. Let uh. Yeah, Let, let's take a break. Um, the break music that, that you're about to hear is um, a section from uh, a song called Crownless by Nightwish. And uh, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back. We are back. That was, once again, that break music was Crownless by Nightwish. And at this point, I think, I think let's get into, first of all, let's get into community, get into the community cup. Um, Very exciting so far. They're actually playing standard right now. We have no clue what's going on, but go community. Right? Actually, yeah. Um, they were, <laughs> they gained what? 80 points on them yesterday. They did, very good. they did very well in modern. <laughs> LSB, LSB ripped it up with combo elves. The same deck that he ripped up the Pro Tour, to be honest. Exactly. Um, now, first of all, the, they did on, it was, they did Arch Enemy, um, the Wizards, the Wizards, the Wizards team, team six owed. The Wizards team six owed the community. And that was only in good enough for a 10-point lead. Yeah, and that was, uh, thanks to the draft performance put in by the community team. Yeah, that was, uh, Scars of Merit and Block Draft, which, who overall won that? I didn't, personally, I didn't watch it. I don't remember. I know LSB went 1-2, which was very disappointing. It, it just was. goes to show you how good the players at Watsi really are. I heard Mike, um, Mark Rosewater was going to be on the Wizards team, but... I don't think I, I he showed hearing, up. I, mean, I kept hearing that. Zach Hill's the one that... Okay job. He got stuck with Dragonstorm yesterday. I don't know if that was his choice or if he drew the short straw. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway... But he went 1-2 with Dragonstorm. Yeah. 
So, first of all, one thing that, that we were talking about yesterday while we were watching uh, Unified uh, Unified Modern was how Wizards dropped the ball on the coverage. The coverage was, was abysmal. Yes. Right, it was, it was more all, than abysmal. First of all, it was supposed to start at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. In the Anything in Goes Room. In the Anything room. Goes Room. It ended up starting at 5.35 in the Casual Dex Room <laughs> without an announcement. And so then by the time people found it, that 10 to 15 watcher spot was over, and you could not watch anything. Thankfully, there was a Ustream cast going on. Well, here's the thing about the Ustream cast, though. Those rooms were so full that even the guys trying to Ustream it and stream couldn't it couldn't get it, in from time to time. But they did a decent job of finding oh, yeah, what they, they could. They did great. They, I would they did say great. they did a fantastic job of showing us modern. Exactly. Um, and, and they were... I, I think towards the end, like round three, they they were trying to they were starting to get they were getting some priority because they were bouncing from room to room, yeah. or from bouncing from game. They to game. were trying to stay in as many rooms as possible, and they were just switching back and forth between the games. Now, after looking at we were we discussed this on which how many how many Stoneforge decks or decks that could play Stoneforge would that play couldn't them. because it was unified, right? Um, and I we I was looking at it, and there were two. Only two decks playing Stoneforge Mystic. One for the community team, one for the Wizards because team. Because you want playing all four. four of. You want all four. Um, but how many decks could have benefited from a Stoneforge? We saw some blue-white control decks, right? Playing the Stoneforge Mystic. We wow. saw two. Yes, but how good would an Esper Blade build be with Bitter Blossoms, Stoneforge Mystic, and Swords? I don't think it would be too bad. Well, first of all, let's... For those well, of it worked for Edgar Flores at... I mean, he it's pretty much the same list. Yeah. I mean, you have to replace some stuff. You don't get him to Turok, but you can still play Bitter Blossom, Stoneforge Mystic, Dark Confidant. Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, let's do this. For those of you who don't know what Modern is, Modern is is a format. It's, a, it's another... It's, an, it's eternal format. Eternal format, and the legality is anything that was standard legal and printed with the modern card frame. And you can use the older cards. You can use the older versions of the cards, but it had to have been standard legal printed with a modern card frame. So no Commander Sol Ring. Yes. No Commander Sol Ring. Um, and then no Ice Age Block. You know, the Cold Snap promo towards the Plowshares? Yeah, but no. But anyway, like, and which started, the modern card frame started in 8th edition onward. Correct. So. So now, any card that has been standard legal since 8th edition. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's what... That's what modern is. Now, based on um, right now, or prior to unified standard, and what unified is, is out of the entire team of eight players, there cannot be any more than four copies of a single card in all the decks. So the four of limit applies to not just your deck, but the entire team. Okay, and right now, as far as um, the modern list, let's load some modern deck lists. Well, first of all, let's do this. The, where is it? The community team before... As of last night. As of last night after Unified Modern. Community team. Community team 171, Wizards team 101. So Wizards is going to have to really... I'm going to have to start playing more Planeswalker Constructed. (laughs) It looks like like everybody's getting um, Planeswalker Constructed, huh? But anyway, now, Chris and I have been brewing for Modern for a while. Uh, the second I saw the announcement, I slapped together a zoo list that I was disappointed not to see. 
But I think the problem was you can't play all your Tarmogoyds. You can't play all your Tarmogoyds. You can't play all your Noble Hierarchs. You can't play your Stoneforge Mystics in Unified. And I think without Stoneforge Mystic, I think Jund was the better choice. Yes. And when you when Zoo has access to Stoneforge Mystic, it will play it. It will be better than Jund. Now let's look at first of all. Let's. Um, I want to look at LSV's list. He three would He didn't make anything look difficult. Now. The, the list that LSV played, I built this list on Lackey like two weeks ago. There are some differences. And I have been playing the shit out of it. There, there are some differences, but I have been, I've been playing the hell out of this list. And um, first of all, LSV's, um, he plays for the community team, and this is his elves list. And this 3 0. An easy 3 0. An easy 3 0. Um, and he played, this was his list 3 Horizon Canopy, 1 Pendle Haven, 13 Forest, 4 Arbor Elf. Two Boreal Druid, four Elvish Arc Druid, four Elvish Visionary, one Emrakul, one Eternal Witness, two Fauna Shaman, which I don't play in my list. I, I mean, I think it just slows the combo down. Um, four Heritage Druid, four Lanwar Elf, four Nettle Sentinel, two Regal Force, one Viridian Shaman, and then he's playing, you know, the, the four Glimpse of Nature. Four Glimpse of Nature. He's playing four Summoners Pact. I think that's correct because if you go off, you don't care how many cast that turn. Um, and then he plays two <laughs> green sun zenith. Now, I don't think that the sideboard, I wouldn't, I don't want to discuss sideboards right now. Because it was unified. Well, not just because it was unified, but since, but I also... Didn't know what the metagame was. Exactly. Um, let's see, what are a couple of the other decks that, that really shine? Well, the Wizards had, the Wizards team, they had an elf deck that went 1-2. Similar list... Well, let's let's see. Who was it that that played that elves? It was. I, I want to say. Let's find out. Hang on. Let's, let's. It should be here. There it is. It was Dave Guskin. Dave Guskin also playing combo elf. He was playing two arbor elf, four boreal druid, um, art druid visionary, one essence warden, um, only one regal force. Then he's playing three cloudstone curio, one hurricane. And two Primal Command. Right off the bat, I can tell exactly why this wasn't as dominant as LSB's list. There's no Emrakul. Yes. He's playing, instead of Arbor Elf, he's playing Boreal, uh, playing the four of Boreal Druid. He's playing Primal Command over Green Sun Zenith. Yes. He's playing a Hurricane. In the main. In the main. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. It's obviously not as well built. As LSB's list, okay. and it showed. Now, generally, you know, you know, we can cover the community cup all day, but I think what we'll, we'll this deck lost in the third round to red deck wins. Elves should outrace RDW all day, every, every time. Um, now we can cover the community cup all day, but I think right now what we want to do is we just we just want to generally take a look at what the mo the unified modern event gave us as a baseline for what the format is going to look like, and a few of the decks. Um, Actually, to be honest, some of the some of the cards that that really shine were. And it was probably because it was unified, but I saw some really surprising decks. Scapeshift. Scapeshift, not as surprising as Kaldatha Red. Yes. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, what Scapeshift does is wins the game. It's from Morning Tide. It's a sorcery. Two green green. Sacrifice any number of lands. Search your library for that many land cards. Put them into play tap, then shuffle your library. So you go get 
Sack your basics. Sack your basics. Go get Balakuts. And Mountains. And Mountains. And win the game. Yes. Um, and that, that was one thing I was surprised to see. Um, another thing I was surprised to see was how how pro Mental Misstep was. How people were willing to mainboard Mental Misstep in a format that had yet to be defined. Exactly, which is which is. But we were seeing Mental Misstep hitting Whips of Natures. It was hitting Turn 1 Elf Drops. Uh, noble Hierarchs. It was I, saw it, I saw it hit Noble Hierarchs. But people were packing Misstep in the main in a yet-to-be-defined format. But I think, I, I think that's because they knew Combo Elves would make an appearance. They knew Noble Hierarch was going to make an appearance. Um... Now, yeah, another card somebody would try to play cheap burn spells. One card that surprised me was Elspeth, Knight Errant. Did a lot of work for the Marshall White Control deck. <laughs> a lot of work. Marshall from Limited Resources won off the back of Elspeth. I was watching one game in particular. Yes. And he it was played the Elspeth. He made a token. He played Stoneforge Mystic. He went and got Batter's Call. He stripped, strapped the Batter's Call to the 1 1 soldier and jumped it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like Elspeth and then played Jace, the mind sculptor. The ne- the the very next turn, like Elspeth was, he was pro. She he was put pro in to a lot of work. And congrats to Marshall for that tech. That was fantastic. <laughs> now we don't know who built the deck, but the play was all Marshall. Yeah, that that was all Marshall. It was amazing to watch. Um, so let's talk very about very exciting first round feature match. Oh yeah. Um. Now, let's talk about some of the decks that, that we might see define the format if, now that it, once we get into non-unified modern. Okay. Couple, okay. First of all, combo elves, of course. Now, me and Chris were talking about this the other day on, for some reason, he seems to think Dragonstorm is going to be real good. Not anymore. Not anymore. In the hands of Zach Hill at 1-2. Here's why. And, and this was a point that I made. Extended season a couple years ago. That went back to champions when combo Dragonstorm was legal in that format. Dragonstorm nobody played it, and nobody played it, and that is the that is the extended season where LSV six owed a pro tour. I think he seventeen owed the entire tournament. Did he not? I don't think I don't think he lost the match the whole tournament. But the point is, combo elves totally wrecked that format, and having Dragonstorm in the format where this deck is also in irrelevant. It's irrelevant because the same reason Will people you, play it. Yes, will it win? No, because the same reason that Dragonstorm wasn't good in that extended season will be the same reason that it's not good in modern. All right. Um, I see the first deck on the list would be Jund. Of course. Pretty much the Alara version with a few slight changes. For Rex, um, Thoughtseize, a lot of people will play Dark Confidant, and I think they'll they'll get bit in the ass by it. Personally, I like uh, Phyrexian Arena over Dark Confidant. It is deck. double black. It is double black, but... You don't have to reveal the card. And you're only losing one life. Correct. But we saw a Jund deck that just went turn one land, turn two Tarmogoyf, turn three Thrynax. Right? Yeah. And then we saw the Bit Blast into Terminate that completely pose. What deck was it? It was, it was um, playing against Dredge. Okay. It was the deck we did not expect to see off the banning of Grave Troll. But, but I they think found another way to abuse the dredge mechanic. <laughs> and that's Golgari Thug. And Glimpse the Unthinkable. Glimpse the Unthinkable. Um, let's let's take a look at that card right quick, because I don't think a lot of people would, would know. Alright, Glimpse the Unthinkable. It's a sorcery. A single blue and a single black. Target player puts the top ten cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. I would like to target myself. 
instant dredge targets. I accept. Yeah. You know you're going to hit at least one narco Neva. You're, you're you can hit a bridge from below. <laughs> which, 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 doing, guess, which I guess, which I'm doing exactly what the gra- what the grave troll was supposed to do, and, and got then, banned for. Yes, and now that with with uh, with the addition of blood gas, we we were seeing them abusing blood gas with bridge. Yes, like sacking sacking the blood gas and then just pulling them back off of landfall triggers. Yeah. Um, so dredge. I think Dredge might, you know, I think it'll be a, a tier, a low tier 1.5, right. high Here's tier the 4. deck that we expect to be good, but could not show up yesterday because of the sheer amount of cards that needed to be in other decks. Yes, and, and that we're is... we're talking about pool control, which I color control, quick and post, whatever you want to call it. And I think I think that's fair. There were so many other pieces Especially that... lands that and were scattered around other decks. Yeah, there's. But I don't think this deck was possible in Unified, but mm-hmm. I think people will try to play it once the format takes off, if the format takes off. And now, a couple other decks that, that we saw or, you know, have, have a real good chance of, of making appearances as modern staples. Both teams had a fairy deck, correct? Both teams had fairies. Dragonstorm, I think. People will play I it. only saw one Dragonstorm deck, and it was people that will, People will play it. Will it be combo elves? No. I don't will think it be... Will it be some other decks in the of format? Course. Yes, it will. Now, I'm but not why saying, would you play the slower combo deck? I'm not saying it's terrible, but I'm saying that it, it won't be combo elves. You know, it, it's it easy. can be combo elves. Don't forget, it does have a turn one god hand. But the but the point is, just because it doesn't be combo elves doesn't mean it's not playable in the format. People it's, will play it. It's not playable in the format, not because it isn't as good as combo elves, but because it's the same kind of deck, and it's not as good as combo elves. If yes. you want to play combo, you play combo elves. Okay, well, let's let's go on to some of the other decks before we get too into, you know, in, individual deck stuff. Um, Callblade, Esperblade, which which we saw from both I sides of the Community Cup. Esperblade, probably. You because get Thought you get Seas. Bitter Blossom, you get, you get Thought Seas, you get Dark Confidant. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Zoo and Dark Zoo, which I know will make appearances. Somebody will build those. Um, so you've got the Dark Zoo that probably takes out the Punishing Fire combo for what's the, I wouldn't know. the Domain Burn Spell. I have no idea. Builds X for X's. I wasn't really playing during Alara. basic land you control. I wasn't really playing during right. Alara, so. So it plays... It's basically Zoo with Dark Confidant. Okay. Fair enough? That's fair. Um... Another deck that I that personally I think might get the old college try, and if a few pros think it might be good enough, and that's counter control with Korath Knight. I just Korath Knight and Necroskitter. I would rather play Fairies or Esper Blade. But what I'm saying, is, but what I'm saying, is, I'm not saying that it's it's you know one of the best decks in the format. I'm just saying that it's it's viable as a it's going to be viable as a rogue strategy. But the last, but you have access to the two latest. Dominant control decks and fairies and Cobblade. They're legal. Those dominated their formats. Cobblade still is dominating this format. Fairies dominated well, this format. A, well, we're taking a look at you know just the format as a whole, what people might see. You know, we, we gotta wait till it gets off the ground but, to see actually again, what happens same, when it's not used. The Dragonstorm combo elves argument. One deck is clearly better than the other. Why would you play the suboptimal choice? Well, we're talking. We're talking. We're talking to players that you know may not have access to all the. All those pieces may not have access to those decks. 
but we should also be talking to the PTQers who may have to shuffle up modern for a Pro Tour qualifier. I understand that, but the point is, is see, this, if we do that, we're getting into the same rut that a lot of other podcasts get into, and leave out the the FNM grinders. But we can't do that. How many FNM grinders are going to be playing modern? A few. Who knows? If, if modern becomes an actual format, we might see it as every now and then an FNM event. Maybe. Maybe. Well, it's all speculation at this point. Take everything I say with a grain of salt, listeners. Let's let's put it that way. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. You can play anything. You and know? in the eternal words of Anna Ferris from Waiting, and you should probably take it with a shot of penicillin. <laughs> you can play whatever you want in modern, right? But I'm trying to tell you what I think is going to what win. What you should play. Well, what I think is going to have a chance yeah. to win. Okay, um, let's talk about... Um, I think... I think um, <clears throat> we had a... There's a, this... This thing right here on my screen that's calling itself the show notes. It's, a, it's an attempt at show notes. Yes. It's, it's doing a good job of keeping us on track. It's telling me that I should talk about my modern decks. But the modern decks I have are basically the same ones that we saw at the community. With, with a few cards that LSB thought weren't as good as the cards he played. That's true. So, what we're saying, right, is there are, these are the cards that I think are going to be played. LSB's list is going to be the combo L's list. At 3-0, I wouldn't say there may have been a couple decent players for the community team, but as a whole, those were 16 fantastic Magic players. Yes. And combo elves. 3 0 with ease. And they're, yes. Granted, it was unified, so people couldn't play the decks they wanted to play with the cards they wanted to play. But Combo Elves made it look easy. Yeah. Alright. Now, okay. How about you guys tweet us, email us, Facebook um, us. Facebook us, whatever. You know, we'll give you all the contact information at, at the end of the cast. We've um, given out some of it already. Yeah, we've given out some of it already, but we'll put it all together in one short little sweet section there here at the end. Um, can you tell us what you think about Modern, what you thought about the Community Cup? And, you should know, Wizards sanction it? I think they should. Personally, I think they should. So what, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, what do you guys think? Let us know. Um, now, I think we should touch on this, um, you know, as, as more of a more of a casual, you know, kind of got a Look, casual right, play. We, we did a lot of stuff geared towards competitive players. Let's have some fun with let's, it. Let's... Let's talk about a couple casual formats that, that you will hear us refer to a lot on this here's, podcast. Here's the problem with calling Popper a casual format and then asking me for my advice, because I play Popper uber-competitively <laughs> via pdcmagic.com. Okay, but look at it this way. A, a Tier 1 Popper deck is, what, $3? $3. Standard Popper is $3. Yes. Classic Popper is, like, what, 10, 10, to 15? 10 to 15 It's easy to play Popper competitively. It is. Um, another one that I don't play, but Chris plays because I don't have a Moto account. He does. Um, Momer Basic. Dirt cheap. Nine ninety nine. You get a Momer Vig avatar and sixty basic lands. How about you tell him what? Tell him about the format. Okay. It's it's a Vanguard format where you play with Momer Vig as your avatar. And avatars start the game in play, and they can't be gotten rid of. You basically have it the entire game. Okay. And his ability is pay X, discard a card. Put a creature onto the battlefield that's a token of a creature converted mana cost X at random. So you pay three, you discard a land from your hand, and you get a random 3-3 three, three from the entire history, or a random 3-drop from the entire history of Magic the Gathering. Huh. 
And if you, you roll just a, fight. There's no spells, you just fight. If you roll a two, and it gives you Stoneforge Mystic, you get nothing. But there's another format called um, Momorant and Stone, where you play with another avatar that every time a creature comes into play, it comes into play strapped to an equipment. To a random equipment. At X or less. Okay. Okay, I got you. So, so if you roll, if you want to play with equipment. So, if you roll a three, you get a three drop come into play strapped with a three drop equipment, or less. And if the creature dies, the equipment stays. You keep the equipment. Okay. That's kind of cool. That's okay. And then there's also another one, right? It's called Mojo Stoke, is what they call it. I and have no idea. What it comes about. with another avatar that says pay three. You get three random instants or three random sorceries, and you can cast one of them without paying its mana cost. Huh. So you get access to a random creature or a random instant or a random sorcery, and the creatures come strapped to an equipment. Pretty sweet. So those are three casual formats that are fairly cheap. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, with the community cup going on, and all this talk about the community team just totally wrecking the Wizards team right now. It looks like there's a very, very good chance that we're going to be playing Planeswalker Constructed. Well, how, about you, how about you tell them about Planeswalker Constructed? Okay. When you start your Magic Online account, you get a random pack of gold-bordered Planeswalker cards. They're cards from all over the history of Magic, and you can only use them in a format they call Planeswalker Constructed. Now, you can't use cards that aren't gold-bordered even if they're legal in the format. You, they have to have a gold border. Okay. And there is a restricted list, like Wrath of God. It doesn't matter how many gold border Wrath of Gods you own, you may only play one. Okay. And if the community team wins, and it's looking very good that they will, everybody that logs on to their Magic Online account during the Community Cup will be invited to play in four rounds of Planeswalker Constructed. Everyone that participates will get a free pack of M11, and everybody that 4-0s will get three packs of their choice. Uh, three World Wake? I accept. Three packs of their choice. <laughs> three World of their cho- I don't know. No, they don't have the Alpha and Beta. They're, they're screaming Beta in the card shop right now, but I'm pretty sure it has to be a standard legal pack. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. Um, now, let's go on to, we actually have... It's really weird that this is our first episode, yet we already have a deck tech submission. We do. We posted in our local Facebook group that we were doing this podcast, and we immediately got a commander deck to kind of talk about and rip apart. I don't think so much rip apart. It's The deck is a Reaper King deck uh, based around Scarecrows and Reaper King. Now, here is... Um, she... This is Amber's deck, and she has 110 cards right now. Well, there's a sideboard. Well, I think those are some those are cards that that I suggested for her last night. Yeah, so we need to find a way to work through the them. list. The list she sent me with 82 cards. What about this, uh, when we get done, we will post her list, and then we will post our list. Correct. And you tell us if we got it right. All right. Now, before we do this open a notepad document so we can make these changes. We're just asking you to take it easy on us because there are a lot of cards that are legal in Commander and we cannot possibly know all of them. <laughs> exactly. So when I build my deck, I go through every card very carefully. But when I'm working on somebody else's deck, I don't know if I've got that much patience. So yeah. if I forget something, forgive me. <laughs> Same here. Alright. Now, you 
don't say anything about Windows 7. Fuck Windows 7, I don't care. He's attempting to resize Windows, and I'm trying to remind him that Windows 7 would just snap it to the side of the screen. Alright, so, her list is, is really out of order. I really wish there was, like... I think it starts with artifacts. Yeah, it goes. I really this, wish I could this see the she's doing first. it. She's doing it on mtgvault.com, which is a site I've never heard of. Just right. give me the link. So it starts it artifacts, starts artifacts, creatures, enchantments, and then land and spells. Well, when I write deck lists, I always put the mana base first. Yeah. Whether well, I build it first or not, my mana base is always at the top. But we'll go through it in order. Artifacts. Go ahead. All five signets. Well, there are technically well, ten. There signets. are ten signets. All ten signets. She has all ten? She has all ten. Azorius, Boris, Demir, Golgari, Gruul, Izzet, Boros, Radkus, Silencia, Simic. And mixed into that Simic are uh, that... There's uh, a Darksteel Forge. There's a Darksteel Forge, which in Scarecrows I like. There's a Lightning Greaves. We've got Scarecrow. Antler Skulkin. Blazethorn Scarecrow. Chainbreaker. Fane Skulkin. Grim Puppet. I <laughs> said... <laughs> Heat Doll, Hoof Skulkin, Jawbone Skulkin, Lockjaw Snapper, Lurbound Scarecrow, Pilpala, say that 12 times fast. <laughs> it's Pilipala. There's an eye there. There is an eye there. It's kind of connected to the, the hype. It's okay. You went to Trinity. I forgive, okay. I forgive you for not being able to read. Or write. <laughs> or write. Or count. <laughs> I don't count very well either. Uh, we've got a Rattleblade Scarecrow, Scarecrow, Scrap Basket, Scuttlenut, <laughs> which you can't say without laughing. Shell <laughs> no, Skulkin, Tatterkite, Thornwatch Scarecrow, Watchwing Scarecrow, Wicker Warcrawler, Wing Grottle Scarecrow, and her general, Reaper King. Reaper King. Now let's go, let's, go, Commander. Yeah, let's go over and let you know what Reaper King does if you don't already know. Reaper King. Was from uh, Shadowmoor. It was, and its cost is each of these mana is is hybrid. Yeah. It's two hybrid, one of each color. So yeah. you can either pay ten colorless mana, or you pay Wooburg. Or you can you can pay four Jund. You can play four Esper. But anyway, that that's the mana cost. It's a legendary artifact creature, Scarecrow. It's a six six. Other Scarecrow creatures you control get plus one plus one. Whenever another scarecrow comes into play under your control, destroy target in destroy target permanent. Pretty good because she's also playing changelings. Yes, which which is another thing that we'll get into here in just a second. I just wanted to let you guys know what Reaper King did if you didn't already know. Now here are her a creatures. lot of changelings, a Meboid changeling, Avian changeling, Karen Wanderer, Chameleon Colossus. I accept changeling berserker, changeling hero, changeling sentinel. Changeling Titan, Firebelly Changeling, Game Trail Changeling. She can blow up a lot of permanents. Yes, we have Ghostly Changing, Mirror, mirror Entity. Nice, nice. I like it. Um, do we have Moon Glove? Do we got Moth Dust Changeling? Skeletal Changeling? Corn Mauler. Let's nice. Let, let's hook them up with, with, with what that does. It gets very big very quickly. From Morning Tide, 2-2 two, two, Changeling for 2 and a red. Whenever an opponent plays a spell, you may put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on it. And we're playing Commander. Yes. That's a lot of spells. That's a lot of <laughs> counters. And it's a Changeling. 
So that's, and it's already a 2 2 Which is not bad. It's it's pretty good. Alright, and then we've got um, Turtle Shell, War Spike, and Woodland. Which is a woodling of a, is of course the grizzly bear. Now, two of these, she had one enchantment in it when she sent me the link last night, and I told her to put these two in, which are great. Parallel Thoughts and Marshall's Anthem. Yes. I like the tempered steel hiding below those two. <laughs> yes. A lot of artifact creatures in this deck. Alright, now her land base, I don't know if I want to. I don't exactly know how much ma how much money she has to spend right now. And that base seems fine for what it's trying to do. Except there's a strip mine in there. Yeah. <laughs> Might want to cut that for something cheaper if you actually... Or something that actually adds mana of a particular color. This is a, Don't forget, this is a five-color deck. You could play Tech Edge. If, you, if you're going to play a colorless land, I think you play Tech Edge there. I would much rather play something that adds mana. I don't like the gemstone caverns. It's pretty bad if it's not in your opening hand. That's very true. Yep. It's um, very bad if it's not in your opening hand. Um, now her spells she has. This is another one that that I suggested. Rite of replication. <laughs> I will Place of Vela spell. I like it. Crib swap. Nameless inversion. Um, we have Ego Erasure. We have Shield, Shield and Wings of Bellsville. Now, there are ten cards in her quote-unquote sideboard that we would like to add to the main board because which in Commander, that's what matters. And we should. And this is what I, this is what we were talking about, Lance. Time Spiral. Fabric. Yes. Yes. Um, Soul Ring. Soul Ring, Spellbook, Duplicate. Yes. Acidic slime. And acidic slime. Everything in the deck right now at this point is a scarecrow. Do we really want to pull a scarecrow? Because scarecrows, if your commander's in place, scarecrow is a better acidic slime. That's. A, well, I'm just saying. I just. I just wanted wanted to add that in there. And then I've got blue sun zenith. Drawing cards, very good. Yes. And then here's the here's what we were talking about as far as colored mana. We have the three of the Tom Spiral storage lands. The ones that work in this deck. Calciform pools, blue white. Fungal Reaches, which is green, green red, and Salt Crusted Stem, which is green white. Those are the three essential colors. I don't think they're the three essential colors. Got blue, white, green, red. That's actually everything but black. Yes, and so there's not a lot of there's black. Not lot there's of black. not a lot of black in here. I like those three because you're not, you're not spending a lot of time storing up your lands. You're, you know? Yeah. Like, if you were playing all five, you were going to spend a lot of time going, charge my lands, untap. Charge my lands, untap. Yeah. In this case, you're only running three. Okay. Um, well, all right. Well, first of all, let's do this. Pull up that notepad document, and we'll go through and see what we, You know more about these cards than I do. So, honestly, I don't think you need to play all the signets. The signets that make black, you don't need to run. Uh, honestly, I like the signets. I don't like I don't like running all ten. Anything that makes blue, you I would trim a few signets. I would keep all the signets that keep that cast. There, there are cards that have to be worked in. Obviously, the three lands. But how many lands is this deck running? Thirty-five, I think. We made pull spells for lands. Possibly. All right. First of all, let's pull. Um, Let's pull Boros Signet. Well, let's just cut Signets. Right, let's add later. How about we just, we cut all the Signets except the ones that make blue. I like Signet. I don't want to pull too many. I would pull two or three. The reason is, the reason is, if we're going to play Blue Sun Zenith, 
Um, as far as her so, spells so go, and then she's got Zenith instead of Mind Ziploc. Because Blue Sun Zenith, one, it shuffles back in. Two, you know exactly what you're getting. And three, instant speed. Don't get anything. Instant speed as well. Yes. So, um, and Parallel Thoughts and Blue Sun Zenith, that's a lot of blue mana that she needs to have. Yes. So I think we cut all the signets except the ones that make blue, so we'll keep Is That Signet, we'll, Simic Signet, and Azorius Signet. We'll argue over what comes out and what goes in, and we will post the deck later. Okay. Because we can argue for hours on how to build this deck. That's very true. And I think... Um, I think we should, you know, give them some contact information, do a few shout-outs. Alright, our contact information, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account that you can add as a friend. www.facebook.com slash runnin, no G, no apostrophe, thegauntlet.com. You can uh, tweet us or follow us on Twitter at run underscore the gauntlet. Um, you can email us at runnin the gauntlet, same as the, the Facebook page, at hotmail.com. And we do have a fan page, but it's not very easy to find right now because Facebook will not let you create a .com slash until you have 25 likes. Yes. So we will try to get the 25 as quickly as possible and we, we'll we, hook you up with that one. Yes, we, we will do that. Um, and uh, you can find us, you'll be able to find us every week on mtgcast.com and iTunes. Um, but if they add us on Facebook, is there any way we can get it to them faster? We can try. We can work on it. We don't have a website right now. Um, but we can media we fire it. We, we could. Um, and we can get it to you as soon as we're done editing it. So you don't have to wait on MPGCast to get it up. Well, I mean, that's that's where we're going to be posting. Tell us episode. what you think about that. We're going to put it on iTunes and MPGCast. And we're going to, when we get a but website we, up and running, when we find a web designer, we'd we like to download it via Mediafire as soon as we're done. Yeah, you let us know. Tweet us, email us, you know, comment on the Facebook page, whatever. And as you um, can hear behind us, we are brought to you. We are live from the Gathering Card Store in High Point, North Carolina, and Ethan is run by, getting ready to start, so there's a lot of people. Run by, the, run by fine card shop proprietors uh, Mike Moore and Josh Serrano. Yeah. Um, and it's a very big card and shop. And we have 35 to 40 at every FNM, and it's starting to fill up. Yeah. Um, and the gathering also has uh, bulk commons and uncommons. They do. They started doing that about two weeks ago. And um, a commander, commander is in stock. I've already bought mine. Yes. We have have the commander product. Have a bunch of singles. Um, you know, very very well priced compared to the other shops around the area. Um, very good uh, store credit on your trade-ins. Yeah, they they give they give real good real good percentage on on store credit, but uh, that's that's just use that. <laughs> they just don't give you very good store credit. I don't think so. All right, that's how we get a hold of us. That's who we are. Um, final thoughts. Uh, the community couple is awesome. It is. I think that doing this live from a card shop adds a little bit of. Atmosphere to the show. How think it does too. People, you know, like earlier when we were discussing in trail spoilers and we mentioned Goblin Guide. And, and then Julia just walked in like freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> goblin <laughs> Grenade, yes. He said, What no Goblin Grenade was in the set and he heard it live. And <laughs> we could not stop him from just going insane. Oh, I know. Goblin Grenade. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to, um, first of all, to Limited Resources. Congratulations, Marshall. Congratulations, Blue White. Yes. 
How many of his matches have watched at least one? At, at the very he covered him in the first round when he was playing Dredge. Very well played match. Yes. A very easy 2-0 over Dredge. Over Dredge, which is not easy. Um, but yeah, congrats to Marshall. Give him a shout out. Um, I want to give give a shout out to another local podcaster here in here in our area, Jason Chewy Slate. Of he was the, here a few weeks ago. He was here a few weeks ago of uh, of the Manipole. He's been doing a lot of work trying to get this started for us. Yeah, and, and he was software. Yeah, and he hopefully a few shout outs of his own. <laughs> I, I would hope so. He's definitely helped us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. If you are listening to this, Chewy. Thank you for everything. Well, and anytime you send us any kind of suggestions or whatever, I only had one thing to say about it. OJ. <laughs> and if you're listening to this podcast and you don't listen to Manipool, what are you, what are you thinking? Yes, you should definitely listen to the Manipool. Um, another another great uh, podcast out there that, that gave us some uh, some advice on getting started was Horde of Notions with uh, Chris Lansdale, Adina, and Jack from Monday Night Magic. Great name. Great yeah. name, and and they're all great podcast podcasters. I mean, with the exception of a few. And I mean, then I can't, but I can't talk about the cast without mentioning, as they call him, the Texas Turkish Tornado Noyan, which he's great. But yeah, I, I just wanted to to give a shout out to the Manipool and Horde of Notions for all the advice, you know, and all the help on where to find certain uh, certain resources for us and actually helped us launch this and get this off the ground. We can't thank you enough. We've got a lot of help from so-called competitors. You know? So-called competitors. But I think we can coexist. Yes, and we're fine with coexisting. We're totally fine with that. Um, but I think that's it for us. I think so. Until next week. Until next week, keep deck building, keep playtesting, keep burning the gauntlet.